Hello and welcome to The Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Welcome to the Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today on the show is Pranesh Chaudhary, founder and CEO at Zunroof Tech Private Limited. Hi Pranesh, a very warm welcome to the Shape of Work podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, hi Ron, pleasure for having me here. Uh, I've been really good and uh, how about you? I am also fine. So Pranesh, you know, let's start uh, by diving into your journey. You know, tell us uh, something about your career journey till now. and what made you switch from a corporate job to starting your own company okay so i graduated back in 2009 from iit kharagpur did my engineering and uh, joined capital one which is a us based credit card company uh, worked in risk analytics and a small business marketing divisions for about 4 years and then moved to sx lake group which is a boutique financial services consulting firm uh, worked in the new york and london practices helped a bunch of financial services insurance companies and private equity majors before coming to india in 2016 and uh, sushant who is my co-founder uh he was working with uh, sunborn energy all this while and when we started talking about the uh, starting of our own in 2016 and that is where this uh, bug bit us right so one aspect was uh so i got promoted into engagement manager in 2015 and i was in london and uh, sushant gave me a call and he was like hey we are all getting very really settled in our lives what 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 are you thinking and we were like you know we are not yet 30 we can't be just setting into one career we were doing really well in our careers but we needed to have some adventure plus that was the time then almost all our ambitious friends were actually leaving their jobs and starting something of their own so that was one aspect just the peer pressure of everybody starting up we said okay why can't we do something of our own as well and then the second was uh, so both sushant and me come from like hinterlands of the country so i come from muzaffarpur in bihar while sushant is from kanpur in up and while growing up we realized that electricity is a major part of your life so if you are watching a cricket match and power goes out and now you can't do anything you can just wait for power to come back or you these are times of the early 90s and late 90s and uh, suddenly there is one movie which used to come on dd1 and you are waiting for that on sunday and the power is not there or you are trying to study and the power goes off you have to use a oil lantern now to study so all those memories were in our heads and when we started discussing what could we which sector should we pick and we went through almost every topic under the sun that we we were very clear that we'll do something in the consumer space b2c space but what could we pick and that's where electricity came kind of became our uh, sector and we started looking at okay, what problems exist what could we solve and uh, we decided okay both supply and consumption is- issues need to be solved supply through solar and consumption through iot and that's how both were merged together to bring zunroof uh, in and we founded it in june 2016 I must say that uh, you know the thought process behind Zenroof is very inspiring. You know, with this memories back in nineties. So uh, you know, similar situation kind of exists now as well. If you are working from home and you know electricity goes off, back then you were waiting for a movie. Right now you are waiting for a meeting and then power goes off. Yeah. Right. So talking about this whole work from home and you know whole hybrid model. how does that affect the renewable energy industry and you know what were the challenges that were really hard to overcome for you as a company right okay so get so the two aspects to the answer right the first one is from an industry perspective right what are we seeing how has the consumer demand changed or uh, so that is one aspect and then the second is uh, how have we as a company handled those challenges right so the first aspect uh, so i was talking to one of my friends recently and he was telling me that hey 
uh, I've, I realized that my electricity bill has gone up three times. And that is because you are all staying at home, right? So if you have a two-bedroom apartment in Gurgaon or a Bangalore, and you were earlier using your air conditioner for eight hours in the night, now you're suddenly using your air conditioners around the clock because you're working from home. And in both rooms, maybe because if husband and wife both have to take meetings, they're in separate rooms, right? So, so of course, the electricity bill will go up, but your total energy consumption per capita is kind of staying the same because you're now not paying for the petrol bill that you, petrol recharge that you used to do with an IOCL, right? So, but, but the fact is that if with people staying at home and working from home, electricity consumption has increased. Uh, people are paying attention to the electricity bills. And we're seeing that in the increased demand for solar products as well as solar rooftop services, right? So while a lot of people are opting for solar rooftops in much larger numbers than previous year, uh, solar products, it could be a small panel, a small battery for a power backup or, or solar lights that has really, really gone through the roof in the last uh, mm-hmm. 10, 12 months. So that is one aspect that we have been pleasantly happy with. Uh, now coming to the challenges aspect, right? As a company, so one uh, th- problem with us uh, is that ours is not a software business, right? So you, you can't uh, s- sell a solar panel to somebody and say that go, go to your app and solar panel you can use from there, right? You, there needs to be a physical solar panel that needs to be installed on somebody's roof. Or even if you are providing them some an IoT device, there's a hardware that needs to be installed. So of course, there were challenges on both supply and, and uh, fulfillment side. Supply side, there has been a lot of uh, policy changes, supply chains have been disrupted. So that has really impacted the way we used to like say procure our solar panels or our IoT uh, chips and sensors. Similarly, on the fulfillment side, with the lockdowns happening, it was almost difficult to, let, let, this time I'm talking about the lockdown phase one last year in April two. It was just before that, Jan to March was the best quarter that we have ever had. We booked more than a thousand orders, thousand roofs across the country. And suddenly April, everything goes into lockdown. Now these are people who had paid, let's say, uh, some percentage of their orders already. So it was a big challenge to assuage the customer that, hey, your money is safe with us. Let, let the lockdowns go over and we'll then deliver that. Uh, then uh, even right now when the se- uh, second phase uh, wave happened and from mid-April till about end of May to beginning of June, uh, the delivery timeline has been taking too long. So we pride ourselves on delivering our IoT product within three days in the Delhi NCR region. Now suddenly it was taking seven days, eight days. So all these uh, challenges, but I'm, I'm, we are not unique in that. The supply challenges are kind of unique to our industry, the solar panels and the IoT products supply part. Fulfillment part, I think everybody went through that, apart from a couple of sectors getting a lot of tailwind, uh, like the education sector, tech sector probably, or the grocery delivery sector. Everybody else kind of faced the same challenges. Uh, but, but the good thing is people are staying more at home, so people will realize our, our products can broadly be categorized into home improvement products, right? When you put up a solar panel or a solar product or a battery in your house, or if you use an IoT product to automate your home, then you are in a way uh, improving your home. If you stay more at home, you will realize that your home needs more uh, appliances and more products. So it's, it's, it's been good for us in that sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, talking about growth, I'm sure this, uh, since you mentioned that this was a good period for your company as well. And we also checked out the journey video for Zenroof you posted on LinkedIn as well. So uh, with the scale and pace at which you have grown in this, you know, past uh, 10, 12 months, it would have been really challenging to increase your workforce at the same level, right? So can you share some challenges you faced while scaling up your workforce at a brisk pace? And how did you overcome that? Sure, sure. So so the first first few hires were all people that we post from our friends and ex-colleagues, right? So that uh, that is not the brisk pace hiring. Those are people who (coughs) had kind of, Sujan and I had earmarked while, while we were, while we had, uh, started thinking about our idea we were like okay so Karthik who is our first person who joined after uh, me and Shushan okay. we kind of knew that he's the right person to head our uh, tech team IIT Delhi grad institute topper worked with me in my previous firm and we kind of knew that whenever we start we'll need him so the, all these first three to five hires we kind of already had in mind 
when we started scaling our operations especially on the solar side that's when we realized that we need to hire at at a rapid pace and uh, and again this is the challenges are different when you think of a tech hiring versus an operations hiring and in the operations side on both sales and uh, deliveries full or fulfillment side uh, what we realized was that we needed a very specific type of uh, training to be provided to our people that we were trying we were creating a new category it was not like there were many other companies which were doing ho- solar rooftops for homes or solar products for homes so we are pretty unique in that sense so we we consciously said that we will not hire anybody who has worked for any other solar company we will hire ideally fresh graduates or people with one year two year kind of an experience who are open to the kind of boot camp or training that we can provide to teach them how to talk to the client how to how to understand what solar panels are how does the grid type system work what kind of batteries are required what kind of subsidies are required and we created our training programs first and then we started hiring freshers and we realized that there are a bunch of colleges uh, engineering and mba and bba and all these colleges across uh, north india where you can uh, if you are if you plan your uh, outreaches right then every other month you were able to get uh, a, a bunch of goods resumes applied to you and then you could interview mm-hmm. them so that was one growth hack uh, kind of that we were able to pull off on the sales and supplies and it, it really worked wonders for us we have a bunch bunch of freshers that we hired in 2017 18 time frame who are now 3 4 year experience assistant manager and manager level positions in our startup and we we are really happy that we went that route so that people could come with like really fresh mindset and not come with a like okay solar ssl hota hai ya waise hota hai they could come with a very fresh mindset Uh, on the tech side at the same time uh, we were very lucky that our first few five hires that i was talking about uh, three of them were really into tech so they mm-hmm. and these were people who 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 had worked in tech before like one of our uh, lead uh, web uh, who is now a vp technology technology with us pratik he was with amazon before us for 5 6 years so he okay. kind of knew what needed to be done so once you have the senior people figured out you then need to again now decide whether you want to go the freshest route or a one or two experience year experience route and there another complexity that we had added in our stack was that we chose to go with flutter so this is a programming language uh, which allows you to create both android and ios ios app at the same time uh, this okay. was this i'm talking about 2017 18 we had to take a call whether we develop two separate apps or we are we optimize for number of tech people that we hire but go with a different uh, platform altogether and so we chose flutter Uh, but again, the f- mix of freshers and one or two ex- experienced people with the leadership that we had already put in place uh, proved to be a good hack for us. Again, and and we, and we needed a very s- one separate team as well, which is on the hardware side. Because again, ours is not a software alone business. We need mm. people who knew how to work with IoT devices as well as on the firmware side. And that's where my co-founder Shushant, who is uh, who's been working with robo- robotics sensors and chips for now 15 plus years, he was able to pick. Uh, people from uh, his uh, expertise area very clearly so that's been that's how we have assembled the team it's uh, by no means it's a easy job it's 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 one of the most important things to do i keep telling my team that uh, as as ceo once you have set the vision uh, the only three things that you are responsible for is people passion and pr so mm-hmm. people is definitely uh, the first thing that you need to fix and get getting right people on board it uh, has been I, i think it's it's going to it's an ongoing challenge and as we uh, unlock our next level we'll have to think like okay how do we go from 150 people organization to 1000 people organization in the next 3 to 5 years so we'll we'll be looking for more such growth hacks in the future as well correct so you know since now we are on a topic of hiring itself uh, let's take it a step further and talk about the whole gamut of recruitment right so it includes the onboarding process as well yeah. so it is very important for companies to deliver you know uniform onboarding experience to each employee 
right so can you share some insights on how people manager ensures that you know this uniformity is maintained during the onboarding of new talent Oh, definitely. That is uh, that's one of the most important things that you need to do, right? Uh, once somebody has spent, let's say, a year or two with the firm, whether it's a startup or a big company, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Then they kind of know what is good, what is bad, what is the culture of that place. When the first few weeks or months of joining any company, and this I'm talking from my personal experience, right? When I changed my job only once from Capital One to SX Link, but the first few weeks you feel totally out of place when you join a new company. That's where onboarding has to be the. It's like when you onboard and when you acquire a customer for your credit card right mm-hmm. there are two aspects right customer acquisition and customer management customer management is when the customer is with you for a longer time the acquisition part is not complete till you have made them make a few purchases with you the same goes for an employee part as well once you have hired them to provide them the right onboarding experience and with like so many remote hirings happening we have six offices across the country we have people joining in bangalore office ahmedabad office ludhiana office so how do you ensure that the same onboarding experience is is being given to them it becomes really important otherwise that attrition will be through the roof right so mm. few things that we have tried out and have really worked for us is one is having a buddy program so as soon as okay. the person joins on day 1 we assign them a buddy that's which is not a do not confuse it with a mentor mentee kind of a thing this is just a person at kind of similar level at him let's say somebody joins an assistant manager will find an assistant manager in a different team who has been with us for at least let's say 6 months already uh for the next 15 days they are kind of their agony aunt they can ask them like simple stuff like uh, cafeteria mein neebu pani free milta hai uska paisa lagta hai right can answer those questions for them and they can take them they take them out uh, for a lunch in their 15 days and explain all the policies inform them how the company works and all those things so that is one thing which we have done and it's working out really well for us apart from that we usually try to be a bit pre prepared when the person joins their email id is ready their laptop mobiles everything that we give them on day 0 is already uh, put in place and uh, but yeah we we do our all the time right it's a startup we are always severely strap crunch in every team that includes hr as well so it's not like we always have a 10 member hr team ready to do all this so we mm-hmm. we, have, we create a lot of trackers to track all that, that if if the onboarding experience meant that you needed to be handed over all these things as well as the company swag if there is a, let's say a t-shirt or a shirt that is we handed over on day 1 was it done on day 1 Uh, where all the trainings done in the next seven days or ten days, all the meet and greet. So we ensure that everybody in the leadership group uh, has a, at least a fifteen to twenty minute meet and greet with every new joiner. So we have so all this just to make sure that they feel wanted, and and then in our culture docs and stuff, we ex- explain to all the ex- uh, ex- existing people that hey, you have to be a bit more patient with the new person. It's very easy to tell somebody that hey, whatever you are saying about your previous company that it used to happen this way, we do these things differently. Yeah, let's be. extra polite extra patient with them and then uh, hope that they are coming with the right intent as well and it falls into place correct so you know we have found the right talent we have onboarded them beautifully so let's take it one more step further you know you have joined they are working with us mm-hmm. now behind the you know growth of any company the people of that company plays a vital role especially you know in scaling up from a small startup to a big company mm-hmm. it's always the people who will do this so how important is it for the people managers to have a clear growth plan for each employee with the growth of the company even yeah. the employee should grow okay okay so th- if you had asked me this question 2 3 years ago my answer probably would have been a bit different right because okay. as the startup grows i think the founders and the leadership team also grows because we are very young none of us had been ceos or svps before in our previous job right we were hmm. we were on that journey but we had not really reached those positions so of course our thinking our uh, 
was a bit biased in the beginning from what we had seen our previous funds. So all the HR policies, like the monthly star awards or promotion cycle, these are all driven by what I had seen in my previous firms, right? And that is how we kind of created those paths. And, and in the beginning, what we said was, okay, we don't know how fast or can we grow, right? Sky is the limit. We are trying to grow 3x to 4x every year. So let's grow our people with rapid speed as well. So if so, one of the theories used to be that if we think that the person will be ready for the next level in let's say another month's time and we are deciding on promotions right now let's promote him let's 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 be proactive in promoting somebody that used to be the kind of thinking at that point of time as we have shifted towards a slightly more mature company as you as you cross 100 plus people we realize that we need mm-hmm. to have more objective processes put in place right so that nobody feels that their manager is the whole and uh, whole owner of their career so we have moved to this uh, concept that came from i think one of the google leaders called okr so we have moved to okr where the company objectives and key results are very clearly laid out at the beginning of a quarter. And then every team's OKR is kind of aligned to that. And then you get scored at the end of the quarter on how your team performed and how you individually perform. So, the, so everybody has a very transparent view into how are they performing. Now, again, it, are we at a stage where if, if let's say a junior associate comes to a VP and asks them, what the, will it take for me to get to the next level? No, we are not. We, it will take a few quarters more of this uh, iterative process for us to realize what is the right level of unlock for somebody to become assistant manager from a senior associate or a senior manager from a manager. But we are, we are trying to be as uh, transparent as possible. We are using this OKR reviews in the right uh, way. It's, a, it's allowing us to measure matrix that we are getting sidetracked. I'll give you a very uh, trivial example, right? When you are developing an app, all you care about is how many new users are getting onboarded, what is the speed mm-hmm. of that? But nobody cares about the crash rate. Like if you talk to a software engineer, It'll be like, I made some bugs, crash ho jata hai, right? How do you ensure that the crash rate is also mapped? So that's where OKR kind of thing comes into place where you are ensuring that that is also measured. And that ensures that now the software engineer knows that they are, are a full stack software engineer while development, developing new features and new screens is, of course, the main part of their job. There's a weightage being provided to the other aspects of it as well. Hmm. Then we also put a big emphasis on how much were you available when a different team needed you. So going out of the usual line of duty, is given a very significant chunk of weightage in that as well. And then all we are training all our people managers to uh, to measure the performance of all their reportees in that same way. It's not exact science. It's not never going to become science. While all the startups, every, I think every few years, every uh, a big company would come up with some new jargon and uh, like OKR could be one of those uh, where you think that you have cracked this uh, human resource policy and now this is how exactly it should be. But I think it's a, it, the organization learns together. And that is what we are trying to do on this one. Hopefully in the next couple of years, we'll be even more confident of ensuring that uh, everybody who needs to be promoted and retained is being done. One uh, one uh, guiding policy that we follow more on this and we make all our people managers understand this concept is that uh, th- there, could, there will always be people who will feel that they should have been promoted. There will be, envy is a very human human uh, emotion. You'll always feel that there is a promotion, right? Uh, but what, what you should try to ensure is that whoever has been promoted is beyond suspicion. So while right. you can think that Mira bhi hona tha, but whoever has been, you're kind of sure that okay, so this person was definitely hitting the ball out of the park. That is one uh, thought that we make all our people and just understand that that is how you should be thinking when you are bringing somebody up for promotion and discussing or debating those uh, nominations out. Mm-hmm. That, that was uh, you know very insightful way to actually look at it. And uh, I'm sure, you know, that 
would have given our listeners as well a good insight to follow there in their companies as well so i think this probably is a good question to end things on so we generally you know hear people say that if you want to be a successful entrepreneur you need to be really good with people management so you know what is your take on it and how important it is for a growth of an entrepreneur to be good with people hey not just for an entrepreneur i would imagine if you have to do well in today's uh, today's or any times world right even if you let's say, uh, imagine the manufacturing world 50 years ago right if you're working in a ford factory and if you're not good with your colleagues or peers and everyone at some point of time people will realize that uh, you you do not pull your weight for your team and then uh, you will probably get cut at some point of time there will there will always be individual uh, performers who are really great at let's say writing codes or doing a statistical modeling but at the end of the day you are dealing with people and uh, and i was reading this very uh, cool exam uh, framework where people said that there are only going to be two kinds of roles in future a where you are part of a computer defined flow chart or where you are defining that flow chart right mm. so if you are whichever way you if you want to be the later i would imagine most people the kind of audience that we are talking about here uh, who are trying to be entrepreneurs or being good in the corporate corporate careers want to be the later where you are defining the uh, uh, computer flow flow through in which the work is happening if you are trying to define that then you have to be good with people you uh, I'll, another example that we keep quoting is that we in the first few months of our journey we sushant and i used to do a lot of customer home visits to do the sales process so we went out in the sun in every corner of and you know delhi and cr heat is uh, mm. quite uh, it, it is something right so when you have done that yourself when you hire your people then you know that you can't be asking people to do let's say 10 meetings in a day you know that you can do only five or six in the kind of summer that you have with optimization with like this, uh, more and more orders something it could become seven or eight so when people say a lot of times that you need to be a good people manager what i think we should be saying is that you should you should just have the right empathy with people you should identify with people be genuine you can't fake your emotions about if you if you genuinely are a person are not a people's person if you don't if you are not you do not have a lot of friends you will struggle to put on a facade all the time right so hmm. of course you can't change your nature and all those things but but if if you are genuine if you are being you are putting yourself out there you are being vulnerable with your reportees your friends uh, and treating them more like how you would want yourself to be treated i think you'd be good you'd be you'd do well mm-hmm. uh so you know pranesh as a general practice uh, at uh, shape of work podcast we usually ask our guests to mention any social media handles for you know our listeners to connect with you you know pick your mind have some insights on your journey so at this point i would also request you to uh, mention any social media if you want to hand if you have a like a twitter handle or linkedin or facebook you can yeah. sure 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 so i am not on facebook i am mm-hmm. on twitter but i hardly use it uh, but let me still t- let tell you what what my handle is it's pranesh underscore zr okay. pranesh underscore z r z z r for zandru okay on twitter yeah okay okay uh, thank you so much for you know recording this podcast and giving me this opportunity to have a conversation with you it was lovely talking to you today Hey, thanks Ron for having me. It's, it's great to answer some of these uh, fun questions about people in startup journey. Hopefully it helps some of our some of your listeners as well. Sure. Okay. Thank you.